Hello and welcome to the Love Boat. We are less than a week away from the next, the first Vikings game of the regular season. We are finally out of off-season mode. We'll get back into regular season form. We're one week away from Super Gremlin. I know everyone's just chomping at the bit to get it, but let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about this upcoming matchup with the Buccaneers. I'm your host, Matt Johnson, with me, Preet and Carter. Guys and Carter, I know you probably don't care, but are we excited for this matchup, this game coming up, this, you know, throwback jersey, exciting game? I mean, I'm actually jazzed up extra just because of the jersey choices, to be honest. That's, yes. how, that's how hungry I am for football. I, I, I also wish the Buccaneers are running their creamsicles this week. Are they not? They're not. You, that, that'd be crazy to see all those because they, in the they field got confirmed. The they're they're using them this season, right? They're they using are. them, just yeah. not this week. I was That's gonna say I'm, I'm excited, but like also, out of all the teams we could have started off against, the Buccaneers are probably the best one to you know face at home, especially Baker Mayfield, who hasn't looked great by all accounts and practices. You know, disgruntled Mike Evans. I How believe Baker played? Mayfield is one and zero at US Bank Stadium. He is. He is one fourteen to seven win against with the Browns against the Vikings. Tough game to watch. Well, I feel know. like the better way to phrase it is Nick Chubb is one and oh no 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 it, ba- it, it was baker baker actually played decent. was it okay dang i was looking to take a shot at it uh, was it, former uh, panthers quarterback baker mayfield former rams legend baker mayfield yeah right? that's right that game against the raiders never well, forget. okay let's take a look at this because baker mayfield went 15 of 33 for 155 yards and nick chubb went 21 carries for 100 yards it was nick chubb's game there breathe yes but he was a game also, manager it looks like so you can't <laughs> knock baker for that like he didn't throw two picks he didn't, he which didn't can make happen mistakes. exactly but yeah and that's also, nick chubb and kareem hunt that was, that was a that was a rough game to watch i don't want to go too much in a side tension i remember we scored a touchdown on the first drive and then we did nothing else dalvin cook at 34 yards so and that's why he's not on the vikings anymore hey but we're not talking about a game from you know let's, two years let's ago. have our petty episode here i think it was three years ago we would yeah. start off it was in 2021 was it towards the end of the season doesn't matter yeah, it was. Beginning, beginning of the season. Oh. <laughs> Let this man breathe. It was two years ago. Um, 2021. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Um, thanks, Breed. Um, all right, let's talk about Buccaneers, not Browns. Although, you know, the Baker Mayfield connection. I think this is a good spot for Baker, all things considered. I just don't have faith in Baker because who does? It's a great spot for him to start against one of the weakest defenses in the NFL under a new coordinator. Yeah. Well, no, you're right. But we haven't seen it yet. So yes. I, I wouldn't even say I'm cautiously optimistic, but I don't think it's going to be bottom two like it was last year. Personally, it could be worse, potentially. I don't think it will be, but I could see a world where it's worse. Worse than last season? Yes. Just because I don't think they have the personnel that Flores needs. You're basically giving him a screwdriver and a nail and telling him build a well, build a that's, skyscraper. That's one perspective, or you say this guy's a wizard and he's putting together, you know. It's like you're finding uh, the cornerbacks at the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. The thing but, is, but Harry Potter was a wizard and it took him seven years to beat Voldemort. So, like, you know, give 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 this man some time. And the right I think the, I hated that metaphor. The, I did too. The the logical <laughs> standpoint somewhat in between because if you look at it it's almost going to be statistically harder to be worse from that standpoint if you were bottom three in the league. And 
granted, hey, I hey, do agree that the players two, put some bottom respect two. On oh, us. I'm sorry, my my bad, my bad. Bottom two, and granted, you As may not have the tools, but you do have a decent architect. Now, I don't like the mindset that some Vikings fans seem to have that Brian Flores is going to come in and make magic of this. That's still realistically not going to happen because right. you can be better. But that doesn't mean you're going to have a good defense. But it depends on how, I guess, you want to measure that improvement. You can put shit in the oven as much as you want. It's not going to become a muffin magically in there. I mean, can we look well, that, at the corners hey, dude, for a we're, second? We're dealing with an NFL defense here. Let's look got, at the cornerback room because Byron Murphy, huge upgrade. A Caleb yes. Evans played well. He could be a good number. He could but be a also, solid number two corner. He's also a concussion away from retiring. Sure, but he can play game one. I'm not looking that far ahead, buddy. Um, Makai Blackman looked good as a rookie. Andrew Booth, jury's out, but he doesn't look, he didn't look impressive. Najee Thompson, I don't know what to expect. Special teamer at at best. Yeah, unfortunately. But then, hey, we still have Harrison Smith. Cam Bynum has some experience. Josh Metellus fills in and, you know, he's serviceable at best. Matt, Matt, you're talking yourself out of your point the more you name these names. Josh Metellus has more playing time than most of our depth. Like he's, if he fills in at corner or he somehow do some three safety formation, which I they, they did talk about three safety. They did talk yeah. about three safety. So, you know, there's no, I don't think on paper the secondary is worse. Now, Harrison Smith's a year older, so that sucks, but it's like he was slowing now, down yeah. last year. So I, I don't know. You, you know, the pressure probably isn't going to be their game one on the D-line. I don't think yeah, Marcus Davenport's a world beater yet. If you're Maybe measuring this in terms of the league, though, that's where I have issue is because the Vikings have still – there's other teams around the league that I would argue have not made the same progressive steps as the Vikings have and have even taken steps backward on their defense. I don't think the Vikings have taken steps backward. Yeah, I no, I agree with you. I think – they didn't do enough and I don't know what their options would have been like, you know, maybe they had to pay, overpay somebody and didn't to make that jump up. And right now it was almost a lateral move, maybe, you know, diagonally upwards if we're visualizing an imaginary chart from mm-hmm. last year, but the depth is a big worry of mine. Maybe that means the starters will be okay. Uh, I but. think that's probably the biggest issue here besides yeah. Line and corner. I think we're talking well. a season-long problem, not a game one refresh game against yes. the Buccaneers, who are have a ton of new personnel. Well, and to kind of flip the script here, the one thing I would like to add is I don't exactly think the Buccaneers are going to be a great team. I don't have too much confidence in that offense, and I don't necessarily think they have the right leaders in place to be a successful team. However, I will say people, because of how you know replacing Tom Brady is a very hard thing to do, because of that they are discounting the fact that their defense is pretty incredible. dang similar to the Super Bowl year that they won. Yeah. It's almost exactly the same. I'd argue even a little defense. bit better. I'd argue a little yeah. bit better, yeah. And that's the thing that's scary. And luckily, the Vikings have a high-powered offense. Have. But the NFL perspective is kind of just looking down on the Bucks when still they have a pretty dang good roster. All they have a considered. good defense. They have some nasty linebackers. Yeah. They can they have the passer. They got some good secondary players. You're right. They, but the biggest thing is you have to attack their weaknesses, which is probably the slot corner position 
I think they have uh, undrafted rookie playing starting at slot corner. So, so. you think you're going to see a lot of Jordan Addison motion in there? Trying. To I get think you're going to see a lot of Justin Jefferson in the slot. Okay. Yeah, that's I'd fair. Like, you know, and we're just kind of rambling because one, we're warming up to our format that we did, you know, only 17 times last year, but. Also, I think there's a lot to talk about with this game because are we going to see Addison play a lot of snaps early yes. on? I think that's something I, that I this think we front do. office will do. It's a shift, and they're. I don't think there's an enough. option to not play him a lot earlier. Yeah, are you gonna? Who are you gonna play as the wide receiver two or three? Like, I mean, you're talking up KJ Osborne like he's no, the best number two no, in the league. No, no, uh, uh, me. I'm the, I'm the back biggest. Back to last week, do you remember? I'm the biggest KJ Osborne. Ha- like, I do not think KJ Osborne is very good. I, I've been the one who's talking. I've been the. I've if Carter knows if there's anything, I've been discounting KJ well, Osborne. If okay, maybe I'm drawing. I think back I think it was weeks. in context of Preets defending him because of a different scenario in terms of league wide, not Vikings roster per se. Yeah, I'm no. remembering correctly. I think KJ Osborne's the fourth best pass catcher on this offense. I think, yeah, I think that's what was said. But overall, still, nonetheless, I feel like you're like Jordan Addison should be getting a ton of I mean, snaps. He's this already week. a starter, right? And also, Naylor's not going to start above him after you like him missing this much time with injury. Neither is Nikhil Harry, who we picked up on the practice squad again today. Yeah. Neither is uh, Brandon Powell. Like, well, it has to be. Okay. There's a burning question then. How much of an impact does Miles Gaskin give this team? <laughs> hey, hey, Miles Gaskin's amazing, dude. My- He'll give us a solid four snaps. He's got a highlight reel comparable to Laquan Treadwell's. Miles Gaskin was a stud at Washington and ran Miami for two games. What's he done lately, Carter? What's he done lately? I don't know. He'll have a Ty Chandler like legacy injured. by the end of his Vikings. He's career. got like I know. he was injured. He was when injured. That man is dynamic. Loved. That man is dynamic as heck. He was injured all of last year. That's why I didn't hear much of his name. No, and I remember in relief when he was his rookie year, I believe, you know, he had some good games. I followed him on fantasy, I think, at the most, to be honest. But since the Miami Dolphins have always run that running back room, you know, basically shared snaps equal across all their running backs for a few years now, he did get some reps. I'm going to be honest. I couldn't pick Miles Gaskin out of a two-person lineup. That's as much as I know about him. Like, I don't know too much about him at all. I just remember fantasy waiver wire, just God. He he was very good ago. at Washington, and he had a few very good games for Miami when he's actually utilized. He's very good ball carrier vision and can get hit the hole fast. That dude can snap to the hole. Carter Cox, resident Miles Gaskin expert. Dude, I watched him. Compared in, to us, yes. Uh, it was the it was the Auburn 2018 kickoff game against Washington, and that dude and Jake, Vikings legend Jake Browning torched us for a little bit. We we had a hard time stopping Gaskin. Jake Browning might actually get the start in Cincinnati because uh, well, uh, what Zach is, is that Taylor where said? he is now? Yeah, he's in Cincinnati as a backup, and Zach Taylor is like, yeah, we're not sure if Joe Burrow is going to be ready on Sunday. Smoke. Screen. Oh man, it's a smoke screen for sure. Joe Burrow's playing. And can I just say? I know Jalen Naylor. I'm kind of just jumping back and forth here. Jalen Naylor isn't like a penciled in starter, but he's there, also there is all preseason. There's plays that this front office has definitely made for him after watching him last year. I have to imagine he's also been hurt all preseason. So I wouldn't. Yeah, put that's any, true. I wouldn't put any money on him getting significant playing time like we so saw. You see Brandon Powell getting more snaps than him early on. Yes. Yes. Well, he gets that? caught up to speed. 
just for the first couple of weeks, play against like works himself, but probably back okay. into game shape. But I was I gonna do... say is, oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I wanted to bring up Kanan Wongu is on the IR after missing the entire preseason with a lower back yep. injury. No, I mean, yeah, we needed everything's pointing to a Ty Chandler backfield by week six. That's hey, I said week five, so that'd be. Well, good... I'm just I, I'm quoting you. That's why I said that. Yeah, yeah, I said week five, so that'd be a decent prediction. Hey, we we all we can all hold each other to our bold predictions that mine will be the Bears will sweep the Vikings. And Preet will be. Ty Chandler will be running back one by week four. Week I five? don't even remember what I five. said. I don't remember what you said at all either. I think you said I, I said Jalen Naylor will be a wide receiver three, which isn't that bold. He's probably at the five right now, so yeah, it's a little bold, I guess. Yeah, maybe. And then I think. Oh, well, you just could be, could, you know what else I said? Bolder. I said could the be team, bolder. You're right. I said the team would have four tight ends on roster. Guess how many they have? Four. For now, for now, I don't think they're keeping four. Of the well. I feel like that's the only way we can actually measure his his take at the moment, unfortunately. That's all I said is when they get the official depth chart, there's four tight ends. And you said no. There's also four running backs if you consider Kane and Wangu in the IR. There's five if you consider CJ Yeah, Hamm. I was about to say, CJ Ham's definitely in that's that true. category. That's true. Five. Give me the hammer, baby. Um, But yeah. No I thanks. Mean, no. We'll have to be get into predictions Pause. for the Buccaneers game coming up. Um, I actually didn't write my scores down because, like I said, we're getting back into the swing of things as well. But do it off the top of the dome, baby. Well, what do you guys think it's going to look like? I think Baker Mayfield's. You know, he's the kind of guy that I kind of feel like this is a situation where he might have a solid game, and then when you expect Baker Mayfield to have a good game, he won't. I have no expectations of him, I, which means uh, he might ball out because well, and and the Vikings defense is probably not in its best shape. They're gonna have to blend together. That's part of my prediction too. I think this Flores defense is difficult to learn, especially with how many young people we have on the secondary. But yeah, I think Baker could look like a good game manager this game. And I think it's gonna make people expect him to be good. You know, what if he throws two touchdowns? Uh, zero picks and goes for like 200 yards or something. I mean, that's a good game manager game. Well, I think you got to look at it from the other side of the ball as well. This defense, it, it's going to be front up front. If, if how the Vikings offense is built is built to stop it, unless KOC can get very creative and do what he did a lot last year. I really feel like, this game could be very similar to a lot of ga- Vikings games last year. That it's like I was just a nail that. a nail biter to the. I don't feel like that's how the rest of the Viking season is going to look at all. But the way that this game is shaping up, it's, it's just one of those ugly, gritty, in your face teams. Yeah, and that's the thing that I'm not very enthusiastic about. But I think the biggest hope is that Baker Mayfield. The thing is, describing him as game manager is. Not exactly true to that extent. I don't think unless Baker, I don't think just that's is his told to throw. Yes, it's not but bread and butter. But he, when he does it, that's like when I'm impressed but, by him. But that's, I'm going to be honest sense. with you. We're talking way too much about Baker and not about Godwin, not about Evans, and not about Rashad White. So well, we know very, they're going to tear us up. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There's no point in talking about Baker when those guys are the real threats, though. Well, no, I no. It hinges it, on it, Baker if he it, makes it. Does it completely? Does it? I don't, I don't really think it Baker, does. Baker has been put in game managing like situations multitudes of times. And sometimes before, he goes, but he is naturally a gunslinger. Yeah. He is going to make mistakes even when you put him in that situation, unless you give him throw to the X, 
throw to the Y. Throw the read one. It's and all he follows stuff like through. That. And he doesn't and try to make thing. a Pat yeah. Mahomes play. I feel like he, we're just talking way too much about stuff. Baker. I feel like we were talking he's way too much. He's the opposing quarterback well, I just, on our opponent next week. Yeah. I think that's where the I don't he's, think, it's his first year with the team. And he's I would uh, I would rather talk about Mike Evans and uh, we can do that too. Chris Godwin against possibly one of the well, worst secondaries in the NFL. In, in fairness to our conversation here, I mean we addressed um, that, Breed. I think always the defense good is to be talk better. about the quarterback first, especially when it's their first year with the first team that's getting kind of underrated. Yes, but also, I mean, it's every quarterback in the NFL you expect can hit a crosser when the guy's five yards open and has beat his man. It's the problem is, that's is that guy going to be open? Have. And he will be. Right? The pro- the, uh, that's why I assume, I'm assuming he will be open. It's so now it depends if Baker's going to overthrow it or dump it off perfectly. I, you see I mean, what I mean? I, I don't. I don't. I think we've focused way too much on Baker for someone who doesn't deserve that much time. Well, he's, he's a very... Were you just agreed with me that they're good wide receivers? They're going to be open. Now it depends no, whether or not Baker makes those throws. I don't know, man. I just again, it's I don't I don't think it all hinges on Baker as much as we're talking about. I think the game plan is going to be very similar to just what it was last year with Brady, well, which is get the ball out quick. I think this, yeah, and can Baker and do also that? I think they're, you're <laughs> going to see Rashad White run the ball a lot more. Baker can get the ball out quick. I don't think getting the ball out quick is the problem for him. Yes, yeah, Rashad I, I, White. I'm. I didn't watch. You know, besides the playoff games we talked about last year, I didn't watch a lot of the Buccaneers. I feel like they Rashad White's very good. Mike He's Evans, a good pass I mean, catcher, and that's what I'm. Mike Evans about. and Chris Godwin okay. are still those players. Yeah, Evans no. a little bit. Well, Evans Godwin's is slowing Godwin's down still good. Yeah. yeah, but he's still going to be able to make dynamic plays. He's still going to be a mismatch against and, Byron Murphy. And, and yeah, that's that's the thing is yes, these receivers be match up very well against the Vikings secondary. Especially, I think Chris Godwin can kind of, of the you know, slot. over yeah. the middle, kind of in the slot, can really kind of do a lot of damage to this team. I and disagree. You just agreed with me. What? I uh, no, no. I, I I thought about it more. I disagree with. Here's my thing: is because you... <laughs> in the slot, Byron, it's going to be Byron Murphy in the slot from when when we run through when we run more nickel, which is basically base personnel now. It's going to be Byron Murphy. Who's our best corner? And where does Chris Godwin line up primarily? I agree we'll be running a lot of nickel because our inside linebackers are weak for one. Yeah, which it doesn't I, mean that he still can't torch you over the middle, depending he, on what he you He can't run. torch you over the middle, but I'm saying the You're not going to be in man every the, play. The mismatch is going to be Chris Lewis Godwin. It's going to be. No. No. And you're you're gonna gonna I, 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 don't, I wouldn't like Josh, that. You're probably going to see more Josh Metellus than Lewis seen in the slot. I was going to say that, and I think he did do that last but year a little bit. I, I think primarily it's going to be Byron Murphy. Because he stylistically probably is a better fit on Godwin rather than Mike Evans, who's a just a traditional X receiver. I mean, Byron's Byron got Murphy, some size. He's like five ten. Mike Evans is like six four. Well, who else do we have that can line up? He's five eleven. That's a pretty that five eleven is a pretty generous measurement. But yeah. Oh, so you've went up and measured him yourself? No, no, no. His biggest thing, his biggest thing, Cardinals fan said, and all other fans, what his pre draft was, he's pretty small. Oh, That's really? why, yeah. He doesn't well, have the particle size. I guess he'll be a Caleb Evans on. Yeah. But you know, Caleb Evans showed up against some star receivers. You never know. Yeah, against Terry McLaurin, he was good. But Mike Evans is just stylistically a different receiver than Terry McLaurin. Yeah, he'll I be think, doubled. I think Mike Evans will be the I biggest problem. That's that's fair. I, I do understand your argument. But I guess mine more so comes from when you're playing zone. Like, I feel like... Chris Godwin's impact will be great. If you're in man, I feel like Mike Evans can do a little bit more damage from that sense. 
uh, just because he is, like you said, that traditional X receiver and can hit you on a little comeback route or do some other things that can be a little tricky for an inexperienced cornerback room to go through. But my whole thing is the Bucks; they don't have a fancy offense. The fanciest part is the running game and receiving game with Rashad White. Everything else is very, very, very simple. And that's why I feel like if they can catch the Vikings in a, in a zone defense and you hit Chris Godwin on a 10-yard end, I don't think the linebackers are going to really be able to cover it that well. I feel like that this offense would have been perfect against an Ed Donatel defense where it's very heavily zoned. But Brian Flores, if we know one thing, is he likes to run man and he likes to blitz. So the Blitzing won't help either in that sense. I think it will because remember the Buccaneers are probably the worst off one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Oh no 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 yes from that from that perspective I'm talking from a pure coverage perspective. Oh yeah yeah no it's gonna be a lot. I, more, I think man. that that can actually kind of hurt in this sense when you have Rashad White back there because I'll be yes. honest like I we I'm I'm actually you know despite you getting upset with us talking about Baker Mayfield I'm glad we're giving Rashad White the respect that he deserves as well and also we do have to remember this Bucks O line will be weaker than it was last year and it wasn't even amazing last year it was above average but it wasn't great it was it wasn't above it was average good. It, Tom Brady made it look a lot better yes. Tom Brady had the fastest release time in and the we, NFL history we yeah, can 100% say that this O line is worse than it was last year can we Yes. No. Oh yeah, yeah, they lost Shaq Ryan Mason. Jensen. No, they lost. Oh, well, Ryan Jensen gotcha. didn't play last year either. Well, still, from that perspective, His career like, is over. Unfortunately, probably. actually, kind of forgot Ryan Jensen didn't play last he year. He didn't play last year. He only played in the Cowboys game, and he looked really awful that game too. Well, nonetheless, I would actually still make the they argument just Mason. from the just from Shaq the perspective. Mason, yeah. Okay, Shaq Mason. Just from the perspective that I don't think people are going to block as hard for Baker as they will Tom Brady. Also, and, and Baker, Baker holds on to the same amount of pocket presence. You Baker just said holds Baker get rid of the ball fast, bro. No, I said he can't get rid of the ball. I say compared to Tom Brady, he holds onto the ball a lot more. Yeah. Okay. Because Tom Brady, slide. Slide. I'll let that one slide. I I do forget how Preet will get during the season. <laughs> we we had we had we were blessed with off season Preet, but now we're getting into the oh I'm getting, getting healthy. I'm getting healthy. Here. Getting back in the swing of things. It's uh, over, it's, baby. It's it's even worse now. He did, Tyler's it, uh, Tyler's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler is gone. Let's uh here's why I don't think this game's so cut and dry. And I'm assuming you guys are probably just gonna agree with me on this baseline, you know, amateur take. But I mean it's a good offense in the Vikings, great offense in the Vikings against a great defense in the Bucks. And then it's, you know, perhaps a struggling offense of the Bucks against a weak defense in the Vikings. Yes. Like it's just who's gonna give up points first, basically. It's also what I compare it to is when the Vikings are on offense versus the uh, or who's going to give up points last. This might be a nail biter, like Carter said. When the Vikings are on offense and the Bucks on are on defense, that's going to be must watch TV. And when yeah. the Vikings are on defense and the Bucks are on offense, it's going to be please turn this TV off. Basically. Yeah, I'll spoil my prediction just because I do think the Vikings will win because it's at you know, home week one. Yeah, I think, and they're going to be jazzed. It's going to be a hyped up locker room. I also just don't think Brian or not Brian Flores. I don't think uh, Todd Bowles is a very good coach. I that's um, what I hinted at earlier when I said they don't have the correct leaders in place. I don't think that he. I don't think Byron Leftwich is a good. I, I, hey, hey, I used to respect him as the head coach of the Jets, but seeing how this tenure has gone with the Bucks, I just don't. I, I don't after have the same after watching Geno Smith in in Seattle, I'm like what is what was he doing with the Jets? Like what was Todd yeah. Bowles doing? Hey, he had Fitzpatrick. Bring Fitzpatrick back to the Bucks. I don't let Fitzpatrick stay retired. 
Yeah, let him have it. He's too he's too funny just hearing him talk in interviews. He would be an incredible guy for like CBS. He needs to be a color analyst or something. One thousand percent. He's a smart guy too. Harvard. I'd grade. love for him oh, and Mac to, to do their. <laughs> I'd love for him and McAfee to do a podcast together. I feel like they could have a blast. I'm sure he's been on the show other. many times. I'm not. I'm talking lie. about like their their own thing. Yeah, I'm not gotcha. gonna lie. I hate Pat McAfee so much recently, more than ever. Yeah, he's kind of a sellout. And he's like, not even not even just a sellout. He 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 doesn't know. Uh, just he's a, become the thing he made fun he of. He caters still... very hard to his audience. That's he's also thing. become kind of an idiot. Like he's always been an idiot, bro. Even no, 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 yeah, I was about no, to no, say no, by no. accident. No, no, no. Like, 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 like he was saying, ask the Colts asking for Jalen Waddell <laughs> for Jonathan Taylor was not insane. No, no, it's very insane. You guys are it's so. He's a he's a homer. He's a Colts, and he knows that that will get attention. Yeah, I guess. It, I I would st- so I've been a McAfee supporter because I was a kicker when I actually played sports. But um, the thing is, is you got to remember is just he he's at this career stage now where he doesn't exactly have to prove himself to a lot of people. He has his demographic mm-hmm. and he has his audience. Yeah. And the thing is with him is he and knows what funny. gets attention and he's funny. That's the main thing. I don't I don't go to McAfee for for news. I'll go to McAfee for player insight and comedy. And occasionally if he has a funny reaction like he did for the when, Aaron uh, Rodgers when the yeah, for the Aaron Rodgers. And then like when he has a funny reaction when uh the what was it the Packers draft Jordan Love like that's amazing like that's top two that's just and him on game day some people love to complain about him the oh old guy he, he called is football. so annoying on game day I'll be honest I don't mind it but I can understand why people get upset he is very annoying on game day and the thing is, is I will criticize him I don't watch him nearly as much as I used to but I I will absolutely understand why people get upset with him on game day but at the same time, I still appreciate it because he is so uniquely himself. His content feels too broy for me, if that makes sense. Uh, he's too definitely appealing to the frat, like, yes, very yes. base level understanding of football. Because he's I a mean, dog. They're all dogs. Like, shut, you know, shut up, dog. Like, I listen stop. to part. Of I, my I don't mind. That doesn't bother me. That's just a little bit. But it's I'm just like, a hater. I wake up in the morning with hate. It, in my it's heart. very true. You, you're literally just. I feel like you're very much so overreacting to just. A, a me and Carter are both golden aspect. retrievers compared to you. Yeah, and the thing is, I'm pretty critical of a lot of things. It's just not topics <laughs> that we'll touch on on like the love boat. But like Pat McAfee hate, I get it. But it's also just like the equivalent of hating on Roger Goodell at this point. Like he is who he is. You can't do anything. But I actually, I actually don't hate Roger Goodell at all. I actually think Roger Goodell is probably see, one what? of the best. I think he's one of the best commissioners in all of sports. See, but see, I'm not even going to like make bar. an argument. Yeah, I'm not even going to make an argument with you on that because I don't feel like I even know enough to do it. But that's just such a pre thing to to do. Like, you're probably one of those people that like when workers go on strike, you're supporting the corporation. Yeah, baby, of course. <laughs> why, why do these actors and writers need more money? I don't get it. <laughs> Yes, Bradley I, I, Cooper. I gave you the yes, 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 Bradley Cooper. You need more money for your third mansion. Like, yes, I. I, totally I gave understand. him the layup, and he took it and slam dunked it. Thank you. Did Thank a whole three sixty up there. I want to say, God, and we'll move Bradley into our Cooper. predictions. Sexy motherfucker. Great addition. Thank Thanks, you, Preet. Thank you, Preet. Um, you know, I have no reason to believe none of us do that. This year isn't going to look like last year. And even if this game is a blowout in the Vikings' favor, I'm 100% on the train that this is an emotional team and every week's going to be a nail-biter. And we're going to come back down to earth if that's the case and lose 70 or 50% of those games that are 
you know, decided by one score. Yes but, and no. But, you know, that being said, I still think this game is two comparable teams. Like, I, it's not cut and dry who's going to win. I'm sure we'll be split a little bit. I was going to say yes and no, because the Vikings two years ago, I think, had the worst record in one score games. Last year they had the best record. So let's say the games. coach made the difference, right? It'll. I'm just gonna say it'll even out, and we'll be like 500. Yeah, I, that's fair. I I agree because the thing is, I don't think the roster is necessarily that's like some like dominate. That's like some universe energy shit you're putting out though, pre. It's like, uh, it's it sounds fair enough, but I still think they'll. If let's just say the ratio is the same, they have you know the most one score games in NFL history. Yeah. I feel like they will still win more of them than I lose. think it's it'll just be not as great as a ratio. Also, also just because and this is underrated, that team's been in that position before. They've seen yeah. it before. They've yeah. done it before. Kirk Cousins has done it many times. I actually, when Kirk Cousins is down and has to lead a game winning drive, I flip flopped. He can do that shit, bro. He can do it. And now, I if think- our defense, if we're if our defense is like. Up four, and we need like two minutes left to give a touchdown. Yeah, we. I'm not confident at that point. Well, here's my just two minute analysis of this front office so far. You know, I think a lot of people who liked Mike Zimmer like an anti player coach, a hard ass who, you know, the team runs through him. Old school football. Old school football. Yeah, you're right. And now we have a player coach who's very emotional. He's a rah rah guy. Same with the GM. I think think, think one of my friends called him a golden retriever. I don't think that's the most. I mean, yeah, but I just hate saying. I just hate that term so much. <laughs> and I could see the resentment in your eyes when Matt called you and him both golden retrievers. No, no, I, I, I understand like, it. I just yeah. like that's just how girls describe their type, not how we should be talking about. <laughs> that's exactly like, how I feel. NFL about KOC. executives, <laughs> KOC's your type. <laughs> you know, I think hey, at the end of Mike Zimmer's tenure, yeah, great. Well, yeah, he's a stud, and he's like six four. Unless he takes his hat oh, off, then you can see he's like kind of balding, and you're like, "Oh, this all that testosterone, brother." Let's uh, let's just let me finish this off by saying, you know, I think at the end of the Zimmer tenure, the team was emotional in a way that you know they didn't they were fed up, they were tired of playing for him. The offense never really had an identity, and I think that's why you lose some of those one score games. They don't have the tenacity at the end, and I think you could see that. And then with KOC, it flipped. You know, it's a player's coach. They want to play for him. The offense was fired up like I've never seen before, and they won. They were having fun again. So I think they're always going to be, you know, as long as this team has talent and is well coached as it, you know, was well coached last year for the most part. I think they're going to come up big with a lot of those games, those close games, those one score games. But, you know, just this year, it's also a criticism because they're an emotional team. So if it all goes downhill, I think they're losing those games. I mean, this year, you know, Kirk Cousins has improved so much under this new offense. He's focused. He's having fun. I I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a dark horse candidate for MVP. Easy. I hate Kirk Cousins. He should be shoe in as the winner. I don't hate Kirk Cousins, but. I cannot nah. believe this is just said on our podcast. That's only, uh, only a that's select few will understand that reference. I'll select few will understand that reference I just made. Yeah, I feel like more people might than you like... will as the Bo Nix Heisman campaign actually rolls in Oregon. Dude, hey, 81 points week one. Pretty impressive. It, the fact that he only played a half, too, is insane. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I'm know gonna... it's against a team that didn't even have names on the back of their jerseys in Portland State, but like, good lord, you guys want to? Yeah, I was going to say, looking at week one of college football, this might be a good year to need a quarterback. You know, you see Shadur Sanders, Bo Nix, obviously the two guys in May and Hunter, or not Hunter, May and uh, Caleb Williams. 
Hey, and, uh, in in Penix. approximately one minute, we're about to see an underrated quarterback prospect and Duke's quarterback. Take Riley Leonard, Clemson. baby. Yeah. Riley Leonard, 20 years old. Dude's pretty good. Younger at least, than us. At least from what I've been told, I haven't watched too much on him. If we don't do anything this year, but... blow it up. Yeah. Honestly, if we lose to the Buccaneers, just blow it up. Tank it. <laughs> End it all. Like Yet again, uh, hey, emotional I love that we're, we're starting out with one of Preet's hottest takes. Yes. Hey, I'll take... I'll take Kyler Murray. I'll settle. He'll Yuck. be Yuck. You say that, bro. He's a talent. He's also 5'11 and is addicted. Or he's he's like also five, would have just He's like Jefferson. 5'10 and addicted to Call of Duty. Dude, our punter could take quarterback over our quarterback with a position knee. and be good. So, That's why I hate these people on Twitter who are like, oh, if you hate, you'll His know contract's awful, too. If you hate Kirk Cousins' contract, but you're rooting for TJ, then you're an idiot. But it's like, dude, we could Shout have out anyone. Spinoza. We could have anyone in at quarterback, and they would play better than half the league because of Shout our out defense. my guy, Joe Spinoza. We will have you on the podcast eventually. No. So Matt, he you listens already, to this podcast, by the way. I'm sure he does. Matt, Great guy. You, you had already kind of brought up that you think the Vikings are going to beat the Bucks. So Preet, yeah, I was kind I of curious to move right into our yeah to to round that out. Um, what's your prediction for how you think this game is going to go, and you know who do you think is going to win ultimately? I think I see it going. It'll be one of those games where the Vikings are in charge for most of the game. Like the third quarter, there's a little bit of a scare. They bounced back in the fourth quarter, ended strong, twenty-seven to seventeen. I I'll be honest, I almost completely agree. I really and and I hate to hark it back to something to talk about that you did not like earlier. Baker I Mayfield. think Baker Mayfield will make mistakes that will put the Vikings' offense in prime positions to score. And the thing is, I don't really see at this stage Kirk making those same mistakes to put the Bucks on. And, and the thing is, even if Kirk does, do you trust Baker? to really operate that well in that offense right now. So my whole thing is I trust the Vikings more than I trust the Bucks, which is why I almost I almost agree with you. I'd think the final score would be something along the lines of 17-27, 17-24, but I do think it will be a closer game than most people think. And in a way, I almost hope the Bucks come out of this with some respect. I bet there's going to be some defensive plays they make that make people remind them, "Hey, Todd Bowles is not a great head coach, but he's a great defensive coordinator and knows how to do that with how talented that defense is. Oh, yeah, very much so. I was going to say it's a noon game. It's early. It's it's early September, a noon game for Kirk Cousins at home. Are you going to dangerous? The, are you going to beat the new nightmare? No. <laughs> Love for that little meme with the grandfather clock to be passed around again after the game. Night makes its comeback. Dude, oh, Kirk yeah. Cousins got a new level of swag, and I think he's reaching his maximum, which could be a problem by the end of the season if he balls out. But I feel like it's right limitless. now. Let's keep riding the train. Yeah, <laughs> if I, I he feel balls like out, I feel we're not going to be able. The, to the issue is, is half we're of going Kirk off Cousins the rails swag quick. online is all ironic and post-ironic, and the, so, the other half is unintentional. Yeah, and the other half is like weirdos oh, yeah. on Twitter who or love it's him. Facebook posts, which are and yeah, so that's that's the issue is when you have that level of support and that type of support. The memes will just write itself after a certain point, despite Kirk's performance. Kirk O'Chains is a bottomless pit. Did you, Kirk did you guys see not in? Do you guys see Kirk O'Chains in the uh, in the uh, the commercial? In, in the commercial, yeah. Kirk O'Chains woke, woke up dripping. Or have you seen his handlebar mustache recently? I have. Is he still rock rocking that? I, I sure. hope not. I hope not. Yeah, it'd be pretty bad if he, he looks like he a legit was. Viking, or at least the. 
the logo at least, which is cool. I really I, I'm it, not gonna say what he looks like because I've already gone off the rails a bunch in this episode. It's funnier to me if it's okay. completely like unintentional. I do want to give my prediction quick. I think it'll be close-ish, one-two score. I was gonna say two score, maybe a ten-point difference sounds about right to me. I think you know, settle for field goals, especially when your quarterback's Baker Mayfield. But I'll I'll put in twenty to thirteen or twenty to ten is my. Official. If we can hold the Buccaneers at 13 or 10, I'd be very happy. I think it's entirely possible. And I don't think the Vikings are going to go off the rails with score. They're not going to go crazy scoring. I don't think they did that many times last year, even with this offense. But um, that's something I hope to see. But I don't think it's happening this week against this defense. Honestly, you want to add another layer to this prediction segment? I was going to say, you wanna, you know, do we want to measure Justin Jefferson's yards and predictions as well? I mean, I we can touch fun. on that if he... Gets a hundred fifty yards that's, next week. That's glazing. I, here's the thing: is like <laughs> it is glazing, but like I thought of this. Before. We are not predicting. Let me. I'll let follow Jalen Naylor's me, yards, and you can tune in with Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Yards <laughs> let me just say this one thing: Justin Jefferson might be the first player in NFL history when he doesn't get a hundred yards. You're more confused than when he does. You're just does like he what have the more hundred yard games than not. He does. Yeah. No, that sounds right. He's the first player. In, he's 400 yards away from being the but Chicago Bears highest. The Vikings have some actual history. targets now, like for a whole year. Like we have TJ Hawkinson for a whole year, unless, you know, bar an injury, of course, or Addison. Addison. And then even, you know, it's different having role players at second wide receiver and having role players in wide receiver three and four. Like you can play those guys however they fit, you know, their strong suits with. So we'll see a rotation back there now, which is only going to benefit them. So I think Justin Jefferson has a relative down year. I still think he's going to get 1,500 yards plus for sure. I think he'll have more touchdowns than he's ever gotten in his career. Wrong. JJ2K all the way, baby. I hope so. I swear to God, that'd be so perfect to start his career. But Also, you want to touch real quick on Kyle Rudolph retiring? We could touch on Kyle Rudolph retiring quick. You know, I didn't even know that happened. He, he retired today. Retired. Last touchdown oh. was caught from Tom Brady. It was. Tom Brady's last touchdown in the regular season, too. Might I add? Good guy. He's going to be an analyst for Fox, I believe. I have no idea. I just wanted to say, you know, happy. One of one of the better Vikings. One of our people. many listeners. I was going to say one of the better people off uh, on and off the field. Yeah, he was easy to root for. And he was awesome player, awesome tight end. Should have um, won the Walter injuries. Payton. Should have won the Walter Payton Man of the Year award at least once. But <laughs> Pro Bowl Great MVP guy. rookie season. Probably one of the best players who people who played the tight end position ever and a great tight end carter's not looking at the camera so i can't see a smile oh i i'm just i chose to ignore everything that you just said right then i knew what uh, was happening <laughs> oh, that's I, I, as soon as i heard that tone of voice come out i don't know if it's picked up that well over the mic i was just like i need to zone out right now so i'm gonna get angry <laughs> Oh, I just wanted to mess with Carter a little bit. That's the only reason why I brought it up, but yeah. No, he deserves it. He's an all-time Viking, I mean. He's probably one of the better. It's sad that, you know, we got TJ Hawkinson so quickly after that he, that he yeah, will probably I'm be forgotten. about it. I no, don't no, think that, that's the case. No, 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 because like. He was a staple be, in the Zimmer decade. In the Zimmer he's already era. not remembered by NFL Dude, he's not rem- exa- like he's that. not really remembered much by. He wasn't talked funny. about when he was in his prime on the Vikings. Injuries exactly. did a number on him. I mean, but he was, you know, every year. You could pencil him in least. for six hundred yards a year. 
Yeah. 600 yards, like 10 touchdowns, one absolutely some, a couple catch. highlight, you know, yeah. possession catches. One one jump ball. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that for your tight end. All right. He cool. did a number on Lions fans. Lions fans have been trying to argue all week. And that the Saints. He is better than TJ Hawkinson. That's insane. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson is already far better. But we love some Kyle Rudolph. Great guy. Great staple in Minnesota. We've gone way too long, but we will be back next week with Super Gremlin, the debut. Hopefully after, now hopefully that we'll after have some, eating a W. Uh, submissions. Yeah, we'll see. We'll talk about that. We will all start 0-1 if somehow the Buccaneers take this one with our prediction segment, but it's going to be a hot segment. We're going to be back and forth, I'm sure. And see everyone next week, huh? You've just completed your voyage on the love, the love boat. We need Ooh, to, that was sexy. We need to workshop our ending, but okay, bye.